podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Dan Huff. I'm from Twickenham CC. This evening, I'm really pleased to welcome um, a couple of guys from one of the stalwart clubs of the County League, Winchmore Hill. Um, I've got Neil Avent with me, Winchmore Hill's chairman. Neil, how are you? Not too bad. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good. And also the incoming First Eleven captain, Sasha Selvaratnam. Sasha, good evening. Hey, good evening all. Thanks for having us. Great that you two could make it. Of course, we've got our, our tech guy, uh, Eugene Berger, in, in the background. I'd, I'd really like to, to, to talk more explicitly to Eugene, but this is the, he's quite keen for his role, role to be behind the scenes. And I say that explicitly tonight because, of course, England have just won a test match. Uh, there's a test series in South Africa and Eugene is South African, finally balanced at 1-1. So I thought it might make sense to kick off with that. Guys, have, have you been watching? Um, what are your thoughts? Where's this all going to end? Uh, I've watched most of it, um, and I have to say it's um, a good advert for five-day test match cricket, which has obviously been in the press lately. But it was a fantastic game. Stokes obviously came to the, the fore once again. But overall, it, it's, um, it's good for the series that it's 1-1 one, one, one with two to go. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Stokes, again, he's, he's, he's just a man, isn't he? When push comes to shove, he's, he, he really does produce the, the performance. Sasha, have you been watching as well or has work kept you away? Or Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, been watching, uh, been watching Avidy. Um, what, what, a, uh, what an advert for five-day test cricket, right? Um, and specifically given that the four-day uh, four sort of debate still ongoing. I mean, amazing. Like, as you say, anything Stokes touches turns to gold. And um, it was just, yeah, what, what a test. Phenomenal stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that there may be negative vibes towards this four-day four test idea then there. I mean, I must admit, I'm not a massive fan, but um, given what we've just seen, surely five days is the way to go, right? I think four days is just too short and a bit too, could be a bit too formulaic with, um, you know, the first side bats on the first day, sec- you know, the second team bats on the second day. And um, I think this way round, it just gives people a far more greater opportunity to get a proper score and, and then, you know, try and bowl them out, uh, which is what Test Match Cricket's all about, taking 20 wickets. Yeah, I, I think ultimately this whole four-day debate is um, is a start of trying to get rid of Test Cricket. And, I mean, it's just a pinnacle. And like you speak to any pro, that's, that's the pinnacle of cricket. And I think any sort of debate about reducing time is, well, it doesn't sit well with me anyway. Yeah. The only good thing was interesting uh, in the summer, that lasted four days and that was a bit of a cracker, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think the games of cricket can last four days, but I, I don't think they should have to. That's, that's where I, I'm very much for you guys. For five days is the ultimate test and if it's shorter, so be it, but we don't have to force the issue. Neil? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think all the um, sort of the fresh ideas that seem to come into cricket are all about making the game shorter. Um, which I think is is a little bit frustrating for either the player or, or the viewer. Um, obviously, we have now have the the hundred that's coming up, which um, seems to be a little bit strange when the T20 in this country has worked so well over the last sort of ten to fifteen years. 
And I just sort of feel that if you dilute a product, you're going to lose um, some sort of interest somewhere along the line. Yeah, I mean, the, the, being devil's advocate a little bit, I mean, what, the people who go and watch Test cricket, though, tend to be basically from England. You know, if, if you look at some <laughs> of the, I mean, what was it, 10,000 people, at 10,000 English supporters at Newlands for the last day, which is, which is great. Um, if you look at the Caribbean tours, well, the grounds are full of people from Southeast England predominantly. Um, but that, that, you know, you take England out of the equation and is the interest still there? Now, I say that as devil's advocate, it is for me, and I know it is for you two guys, but I suppose the idea with the four-day cricket is we can play more cricket, um, more of the shorter format, uh, and in much of the world, that's what many people want to see. Or is that, is that me being overtly cynical? No, I think, I think that's pretty fair, right? Um, the, the, the one thing that I do think is like test cricket is a bit of an art and you take away day five and that takes away the impact of spinners because really spinners are, are looking to use day four and five to kind of clean up teams or, or you'd kind of hope that, right? And you take yeah. away day five now and that almost just negates playing a spinner in your team. Yeah. Like, and I, I just think that test cricket is an art in itself and you, you can't really take that away personally. Yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you. I mean, I, I think the, the bigger picture is about money, isn't it? It's about trying to make the game as financially robust as possible. And I often find, I mean, I, I'm a football fan and I, I find many of the decisions that are taken in, in the name of, of, of international football leave me a bit cold as well. And, you know, I get why they're done because the money needs to come in. And I fear cricket's, cricket's thinking like that as well. And I guess us supporters there are, are quite small parts of the bigger picture when that's uh, what's, what's driving your thinking. Yeah, because they've done they've done it in the Big Bash, haven't they? They've they've implemented like a strategic timeout. They're, there's no actual need for it, and that yeah. is just to get adverts in. And you, you can kind of understand it from a commercial point of view. But I mean, Test cricket, personally, from my point of view, and certainly growing up, is the purest form of cricket. And I, I personally, I don't think that these marketing deals should should really come into it. Obviously, they're important, right? But but it's it, it's for the purest. So much for the issue of four-day or five-day test cricket. Back with what we've seen over the last few days, Joe Root's come out of this quite well. Certainly at Twickenham, we were having a discussion um, over, over alcohol the other day about whether Joe Root might be better served, and England might be better served, by handing the captaincy reins to someone else. But I guess he's had a good test. Things have gone his way. He's made some good decisions. So does, does that mean that Joe Root's in the clear? Now, Sasha, you're, you're obviously going to, Take the range yourself this coming summer. Where, where, where do you stand on this? Is Joe Root the man for this job? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it's it, it's a bit tough for him, right? It's being an England captain and playing Test cricket. It must take its toll. You take Joe Root out of the equation as England captain. Who 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 do you really who, who really steps up? Would you would you give it to Stokes? He's got quite a bit on his plate, as we've touched on earlier. Who's who's England's talisman? That's got so much to do for England. Um, I, I don't feel as though there's anyone really jumping out. Um, I, I do feel as though it's a bit harsh on Joe Root to question his captaincy, um, albeit, you know, the, the results and certain certain things haven't gone his way. But, but I mean, it's a tough one. Who, if you take Joe Root out, who do you, um, who, who steps up really? I think that's a fair comment. It's easy to get, it's like football managers, isn't it? Easy to sack one, but who do you bring in next? They've got to be the right man for the Who's job. Who's the right person to come in exactly, yeah. 
spot on. Neil, what's your thoughts on this? Is Joe Root, does he need to be given a bit more slack? Because he has had a good game, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I think he's had a, a good game. I haven't been his biggest fan as captain. I, I, I think in the first test, he much we got it wrong to in, insert the South Africans. Um, my concern is, is whether he's just too wrapped up in his, his batting to, to be a, a good captain. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to compete with Coley, Smith and Williamson. And, um, you know, I, I believe his numbers are down since he's been captain. Um, and I just wonder whether it has had a detrimental effect a little bit on his batting as, as, as well as not being the best captain out there. But um, as you said, if we get rid of one, who, who's going to step up? Um, I believe Burns is captain Surrey, but outside of that, uh, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. who else there is. I, I agree. I think it's too much for, for Stokes. I think you just want to let him carry on playing. Um, it certainly didn't do him both many favours when he took on the captaincy. Um, well, I think and, and Flint off as well. Yeah, when you raise that issue, because for, for me, Ian Botham in the early 1980s is absolutely where, where Ben Stokes is, isn't he? You know, in, intriguing character off the field, had his ups and downs, um, had fantastic individual performances. And yet, of course, most of us who, who watched it remember him walking back into the pavilion at Lords in 1981, having got a pair. Um, you know, not quite a broken man, but he, he certainly wasn't the, the match winner that he, that he was before and after. And I wouldn't want that to happen to Stokes. He had enough going on in his life as it is. It, it just wouldn't feel to me like the, the, right, the right step forward. Um, I also think Roots, Roots not been massively lucky. And I think captaincy, it's clearly not all about luck, um, but I think you do have to, you know, your hunches have to come off. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And I do feel if people are against you, then they remember the bad decisions way more than they remember the good ones. That's a line for you, Sasha, in the coming summer, okay? Classic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when, you, when you have a hunch that doesn't come off. But I, I do think sometimes, you know, you, you need to just be a bit luckier and maybe, maybe Root will be. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So much for the test arena, guys. Um, c coming back to Middlesex. Now, um, w one of the, the reasons we were really keen to talk to you guys is Winchmore Hill... Um, Long-standing member of the league, came second way back in the very first ECB Premier League that Middlesex had in 1999. Um, but I've also had, I guess, something of a roller coaster ride over the last decade or so. Um, I certainly remember Winchmore Hill winning the league in 2012, um, very impressively with a really strong side. Then, you know, harder times certainly on the field set in and you, and you guys drop down to Division 3. Looks to me, as an outsider looking in, as if, things are, as if you're coming back, certainly in Division 2. Um, you know, flirted with ideas of, of, of promotion last year at, at, at you know at certain times, um, and I just wanted to get your your take on on what's happened there. And and I was going to start at the beginning, twenty twelve. Um, did, did you think you were going to win the league that year? Was that a long term project that led to that? Um, what's the background, Neil? You've been around a long time at the club. Um, do you want to kick off there? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, to, to, to be quite honest, I, I wasn't as, as involved. Um, as I am now, or even before that, um, uh, 2012. So, but, but to my mind, yeah, I, as you touched on there, that they're an incredible team. Um, it all came together under Adam Howard. I, I, I felt that, uh, I, I know Adam quite well and he, he, he took the job on. He, he knew what a great bunch of, of, of players we had, you know, Luke Stoughton coming from Ealing. Uh, we obviously had Scott Newman in the team, you know, Jim Gatting, um, yeah, some very good players, um, and I think Adam Adam 
although he didn't bowl a great deal, was was a bit of an unsung hero because he there was a, it was a team of big personalities and he knew how to captain them. And uh, well, I always felt that with yeah, Adam because of course they, he, he he moved across to Twickenham, so we we got to know him a little bit because he just popped by and watched the cricket, and we we obviously knew the face. Right. And it struck me that if ever there's an example of a captain giving you an extra bit, then then Adam would be it, though, because he knew how to work people. Uh, work people out, work, work out how to get the best of them. And that, that looks like it counted a lot for you guys. Yeah, I think that's right. I, 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 I felt with Adam that he, he, he realised what a talented bunch of players that he was captaining and he just let them get on with it rather than sort of, um, I suppose, Im- impose a playing system. He didn't have to because these guys were just good enough in their own right and he just really had to control them. That was it. Yeah, and he, he did that very well. Remind us, did, did, did Winchmore Hill win the league at a canter? I, I can't actually remember the details of it. Sasha, were you in that side? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, we, we did win it. I think it was with two games to go and we won it uh, at, at Ealing. Um, so, it was quite, uh, you know, sport. Good, for good place that, to win that, it. That, that, yeah. That's it, yeah. And obviously, with Ealing being so successful in the league, it was just, uh, you know, sport throwing up that symmetry, really. Um but yeah, I think um, from a player's point of view, um, you're absolutely right in terms of what Adam Howard did um, uh, and how he brought together that team. Uh, I think it was his second year of, of captain and uh, we lost uh, the first game against Twickenham, uh, sorry, Teddington. Um, and then the second game, I believe it was against Bronsbury. And um, it was always, the, the, it always felt like the perfect storm and you didn't realise it at that game against Bronsbury, but... But we were obviously assigned Scott Newman as our, as our Middlesex player. And we were like, oh, he's obviously not going to play. And he was dropped from the first game from the county side. So he was kind of committed to playing for us for the season. And Josh Davey was obviously on the periphery. So you had those two, two as, as Abe said, a fairly talented bunch anyway, with the likes of um, Luke Stoughton coming in, with the likes of Della coming in, with the likes of Toby Sharp coming in. That's a fairly strong side to start off with, with obviously Thorpey there, yeah, and then we had the overseas of um, sort of um, BMAC, Brendan McDonald, and then Bones and um, David Elaine coming in. That's, that's a serious, serious <laughs> side, yeah. And, You've really you know, got some was, serious cricketers there. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. And, and you kind of look at that team and there are literally no weak links. And, you know, just testament to, to the, the job that Adam did, just kind of... Um, sort of relating to those personalities and keeping them in, in check. Unbelievable. And what, what happened after that then? Because in 2013, I think I'm right in saying, was that the year you were relegated or was it 2014? I can't remember now. No, 13. Head, 13. Yeah, we, so, we, we went down two divisions in two years. And what, what's the background to that then? I mean, it happens to, to clubs. Clubs in Twickenham have been up and down from the Premier League, but is there a particular yeah, story I, there? I, it... I think, and perhaps Sasha can sort of um, give a little bit more of an insight, but uh, I don't think it helped that a lot of the, 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 the guys that have just been mentioned um, left. So we must be left, uh, lost six or seven players, I would say, overnight. Yeah, um, so... so but, uh, Premier League winning side and the the only players that were maintained from that side was myself, Gat, Della and Scott Newman. Um, so, you know... It, and the reason they left was that they basically felt we, we've done what we achieved, we wanted to achieve. This was our aim. It's not going to get any better. We can't go off and win another tournament on top of this. So they sort of drew a line. Would that be the way to see it? And moved on to Pastures News? 
I think that's mostly a fair point because I think a lot of the, the, the guys um, hadn't come through the cult system, you know, at our club. And we sort of pride ourselves quite a lot on, on the amount of players that we get through the cults. Where I think when you touched on earlier, when we came second in 1999, I would say we most probably had a side that uh, five of the guys had played Colts cricket at Winchmore Hill. And, and the other sort of, you know, four to six uh, had been at the club for, for 10 years or so, like the Mohammed brothers. Yeah. So it, it, they weren't going to up sticks and leave, where I, I think this was um, a bit of a combination of, of guys, you know, sort of having a good run and, and, and Certainly with Adam, you know, picking a good time to leave on the top, at the, at the top. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's also the, the time in people's lives, right? That, you know, for instance, Thorpe, he was just getting that, uh, that physio gig at Somerset. So he, he was kind of stuck for time. Adam, as you mentioned, you know, that, that would be a great time to leave. Then you had Luke Stoughton that had a, a, a young family, wanted to spend time them which is understandable and it, it was just one of those things it was almost like the perfect storm for people to, to stop playing but but as Neil rightly kind of says we we pride ourselves on our cold system right and it we just couldn't sustain that jump of seven first team players leaving and the cold stepping up because I mean you know it, it, it's tough but it, 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 just, it was just one of those things and that happened for two years um, obviously, us getting relegated twice on the bounce, and um, and we're using the consistent for, for this resurgence, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to come on to that. I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from there. I mean, there are certain clubs in Middlesex that are very, very good at um, filtering players into their their senior sides. I mean, and often they have, putting it bluntly, they have links to good private schools because that's where cricket's played. You know, comprehensive schools, I'm afraid, don't play nearly enough cricket. Um, and other clubs, it, it's much, much more difficult. And I think because London's got such a transient population, people come and go all the time from all around the world. You do get players turning up. You do get more movement. Certainly where I grew up in Shropshire, you know, you just didn't have that. People don't just rack up in Shropshire. It doesn't work, but they do rack up in London. So I think people do come and go more. Simple as that. And, and the fact that you've been at the club, you two, between you about 60, 70 years, I'm guessing. That might sound, that might sound horrible, but that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> then you, you're the... Sorry, Sasha. Uh, uh, yeah, basically, it's easier with pace, just for the record. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, that that's not, that there's not that many characters who do that. You know, there's a lot of people who do move. So I, don't, I, I, get, I get it. I, these things will happen, particularly when you reach the pinnacle uh, and become champion. So when you got to Division 3, um, how did things start to turn around? Um, was it a captain who grabbed things by the scruff of the neck? Or, or, or uh, what, what point I, did I, I, Well... Yeah, I mean, I, I came in as chairman that, that first year there and, and Della took over as captain. Um, and, yeah, it, it was, I, I think because we'd been through two relegations and the the younger guys, in all honesty, had had a bit more experience by then. Um, it was just a case of the, you know, sort of the, the, the younger guys stepping up to the plate a bit more. I think Della took it on to... to uh, in his sort of school masterly way to um, promote from from within and, and give the younger guys a chance. And um, although after about, I think, the first six or seven games in the third division, it looked as if we were going to go straight out of that division, um, we managed to turn it around and have quite a good run. But it's just about getting the players to believe again that um, if, if they want to play a 
better level of cricket, they do have to practice a bit harder um, because we have the facilities at Winchmore Hill and it's just about getting that belief that, you know, as we all played sport a long time, that winning becomes a habit just like losing becomes a habit. And I, and I think initially losing had become a habit and it was just a matter of getting a bit of pride back into our performances and you have to stop the rock first of all before you can can move up again. And, and we sort of did that and... Uh, um, it doesn't take much to turn the corner, just a bit of belief and, and a few guys stepping up. And, and, and next thing you know, you know, we, we've, we've, it, it took a couple of seasons, but we're now sort of back in the middle division and, and looking to press on from there. Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds totally plausible to me. Now, you made me chuckle there when you said about the practicing. Every overseas player I've ever played with over 30 years of cricket has said that, you know, you don't train enough, you guys. Wherever they're from, mm. they say, you don't train enough. You know, why, why aren't you down the ground I, two nights a week? Yeah, I, I think it's hard. I mean, I used to have a job in the city and, and you, you, you can't get away two nights a week to get back to Winchmore Hill by six o'clock. You know, you can do it once. Totally, but, uh, yeah. I and, totally and, buy and, that. And yeah. the night you do decide is quite often the night the trains don't work, so. <laughs> but I mean, it, yeah, when, when, you're, oh, yeah. when you're winning games and team morale's high, it's, it's easy to, to rock up to training. But uh, obviously, when you're losing games, it's kind of a bit of a chore, isn't it? So... It's just one of those things. Yeah. Oh, I, I very much get it. And, and and we would always explain that, you know, particularly in London, you know, getting out of the city for a six o'clock training session, you know, that's, when you're coming out to Twickenham or Winch, Winchmore Hill is, is, is not that straightforward. And um, yeah, and yet an ongoing challenge for club cricketers all, all around Middlesex. That's, that's for sure. I think, I think the other thing we try to do is just to sort of get a, a bit of team spirit back. So, I think, you know, we've always been known as uh, a social club and I, I think we'd sort of lost that a little bit as well with the, the couple of relegations. So it right. was also a case of getting a bit of team spirit and making sure, you know, the lads did stay behind for a few beers and things like that and talk things over. Yeah, it's part of it, isn't it? You spend a lot of time with these people, 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. You've got to enjoy spending that time with them. Otherwise, the team spirit thing doesn't quite, doesn't quite click in, does it? Agreed. This coming season, then, um, obviously you're, you're you're in Division Two, and and last season was was, was perfectly respectable. But Sasha, what what are you um what what are you thinking for for twenty twenty? What what are the aims? What are the ambitions? You're you're of course taking over from from Delaray, who's who's um you know an institution around the league, um and and of course has, has had a tough a tough time himself, hasn't he? Yeah, it's uh, it's been fairly tough uh, for obviously Delaware and um, and Winchmore Hill and obviously other clubs around the league processing that. But but you know he's he's on the mend and uh, we're we're looking forward to to his recovery and um, fingers crossed that uh, you know that that all works out. But but as far as I'm concerned, and alluding to what um, Abe's mentioned earlier, um, I think that when we first got relegated to the third division, um, Della coming in. He really instilled that that sort of disciplinarian attitude and organised things. And certainly for me taking over, he, he he's kind of handed that over to me in a fairly good shape. So from my point of view, we've got a crop of fairly exciting youngsters um, trying to mix those in with with the regular first teamers like myself, Gap. Um, you know, hopefully there'll be a couple of other sort of um senior pros or, or senior senior members of, of the team but but certainly from my yep. point of view i want to be looking to, for promotion um i think that's feasible from um from where i'm seeing it but but as i'm sure you you will know certainly from from the premier league down any team could be anybody and it's it's really tough getting out of those leagues 
Um, but fingers crossed, we've got we've got those um, we've got those players that matured and we're looking to to crack on really. New tomorrow starts today and all that. Sure, yeah. Um, would you think you're better suited to the to the time format or the win lose or or or, or neither really? It, you know, you just it's just whether you turn up and play good cricket on the day. Yeah, I, I think we're probably more suited to um, to the the, the win lose format. Um, from my point of view, because we we've got a fairly strong bowling attack where we can like we can really pressure teams and uh, and try to squeeze teams. Um, but but we found that it's just taking the ten wickets. Um, certainly bowling second, as as I'm sure you're aware that that we struggle with a little bit. But but I certainly have faith that this season we'll we'll turn that around and uh, we're, we're looking strong. And and I think sometimes with Jim Gatting, he can if we bat first, he can bat sides out the game. Definitely, my gun. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a tough league to call. I mean, I remember looking at Division Two last year, making a number of predictions. Just you know, sort of not not knowing that much about it, but look, looking at the clubs, looking at a few of the players I knew, all the predictions were rubbish. I got, got them all wrong. Um, and I, I think it's it's one of those divisions. You know, it's a pretty open competition and. I see no reason that 2020 is going to be any different, which means it's going to be going to be worth watching, going to be worth following, which is great. It always is, though, really, like um, in Division One and Two, really. Um, it's it's tough, and it's once you get dragged down there, um, it's hard to get out. As you can, uh, you know, as the teams coming up and down over the years, test you. Really. Yeah, and that, that's a great part of it as well, isn't it? I know Australians think differently. I know they don't like promotion and relegation. And I get that too. There's an argument to be made. But, I mean, there, there is, a, there is a, a nice brutality to the fact that, you, you know, you, you, you could go out either way, depending on whether, you know, you have, you, you have a good run of five or six games at any point. And I think that's, that, that dimension of English sport is, um, you know, is something that makes it, makes it really exciting. I think the other thing outside of the Prem is that... Um... You get it's it's selection is is a difficult thing because I, I think in in most probably in the Prem and correct me if I'm wrong that I, I still think most of the sides most probably have eleven or twelve players that will play their fifteen you know seventeen games a season and I think once you drop out of that division um, the consistency of selection isn't quite the same or availability rather. I think at Twickenham, we, we always have a problem. I'd be interested to know if you guys had this as well, even when you were winning the league. That we, we, we have an eight or, a core of eight or nine people who will play in the first team. Um, and we struggle to, to, to really get 11 every week who are genuine first team players. Because we often find that, you know, you'll end up having a batsman at nine or you'll have a bowler who, who just doesn't bowl. And it being club sport, us being not professionals, that that can sometimes be politically quite difficult to manage. So, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, I played way more first eleven cricket than I should have done because I, I think I was easier to manage and it was easier to persuade me to play and, and bat probably not where I wanted to bat. And so we always have the problem, not so much of having a consistent side per se, it can be consistent, but it, it, it's awkward. You'll have someone batting at nine who you don't want. I get, did that happen in 2012 for you, Sasha, or did you have 11 guys who you felt were completely happy in your in their roles and thoroughly deserved to be there. Were you lucky enough to get that? Yeah, no, I think 2012 was actually uh, a bit of an anomaly. There wasn't, uh, uh, I mean, certainly from memory, I, I think we had a pretty much consistent 12 or 13 every week. The only person that really dropped out of that team was Neil Hurst, and that was because he popped his Achilles, which is, I mean, fair enough, and he was still part of that 13. Fair enough excuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, um, so like, no, we didn't have that um, in 2012, but, but you're absolutely right. But, and you do need, certainly when you drop down from the print to have those club guys that, that kind of do those jobs that aren't really sort of recognised, if that makes sense. Um, sort of batting yeah. at eight, not bowling, but but still is part of the team, is part of the club. And and those guys are so important. And I kind of say that to the Colts, batting eight in the Prem is such an important role. There's so many times we've played so many different teams where we've had them down and number eight comes in, gets a 50, and he's just taken the game away from us. But a lot of people don't yeah. sort of really appreciate that because it's like batting eight, I'm not bowling, what can I do? I totally get that. And I totally get why you can spend 12 hours away from home, not do anything, and then struggle to, to, to explain it to yourself as to why you did it. Um, but if the team's winning and the, cap- and the captain's clever, then, then he'll get you into games at certain times to, to, to make you feel a valued part of that squad. And um, Neil and I were saying off, uh, you know, off recording earlier, the captaincy is an important art here. Captains got to balance things, get it right. Uh, and if they don't, then, then people get unhappy pretty quickly. Uh, and I think that's... Good size, you know, people like Adam Howarth, that they're worth they're worth a lot when you're going for a title. Definitely, definitely. I'm noting this down, Dan, so. No worries, no <laughs> worries. Uh, yeah, a beer as and when I pop by Winchwell Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Um, folks, we, we're getting to the stage where we, we should probably round up. So um, as you may know, we tend to finish with a bit of a quick fire round, actually, um, asking questions that sometimes have something to do with cricket and sometimes don't and the first answer you think of is the best answer um 10 questions and i was just going to fire them out and see what you um see, see what you thought um sasha do you want to do you want to take first answer each time i mean you put me on the spot but yeah sure the answer is yes yeah yeah, yeah. Good, good man right okay it's basically one word answers all the way yeah okay um sir ian botham or ben stokes stokes interesting I'm, I'm, I'm a bit too young for uh, Ian Botham, so. Okay. Both of them at the moment. Yeah, I think I think age comes into this a bit because both of them has got a lot yeah. of similarities off the field as well as on the field <laughs> with Stoke. But I don't know about I don't know about <laughs> you, you Neil, but I think both of them's bowling's a bit better. He was just a bit. I more think Stokes is. I, I, I think Stokes is underused as a bowler, but. Um... Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it would, well, they're two exceptional cricketers. Possibly in five years' time, I think it will be saying Stokes, definitely. But I think at the moment, both of them. Fair comment. That's one each then on that one. Second question. Um, not cricket-related. Beach or adventure holiday? Beach. Ooh. Well, I'm going on an adventure holiday next time. To be fair, I've got the body for a beach holiday, so I understand why. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Right, we need we need some photos of that. <laughs> All right, that's not that kind of show. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not an adult version. You're right, no, we should rain, rain it in. Um, all good. Um, next one: Twitter or Instagram? Twitter. <laughs> or carry <laughs> pigeon mail. Instagram. <laughs> what are they? That's a fair comment. I don't really know what Instagram is, other than it's about pictures. So I should say I'm not. I'd be a bit lost on this one, but okay. I prefer, so, so I Twitter for Sasha. The words. You're an Instagram man. Yeah. Now moving on to uh, football, Arsenal or Tottenham? Arsenal. Uh huh. Well, yeah. it has to be Spurs. Madrid and all that. Oh, yeah. I was there. <laughs> Madrid. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Good. Good. Um, 
back to cricket. Short or long sleeve jumper? Long. Both. <laughs> you get it now? Or? Yeah, particularly in April. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, personally, I always find it a bit hard to field in long sleeve jumpers, but many others yeah, would say, well, my field is crap, whatever. More short sleeve. Yeah, short sleeve for me. Cool. Um, 120 over cricket or limited over stuff? 120. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely 120 over cricket. Cool. Um, now, the most important one I think that there is in, in this quick fire round, fish and chips or Sunday roast? Ooh, Sunday roast. Tough one, that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Both, yeah, again. Um, you kind of both, Neil. You got, yeah, <laughs> right. Imagine your, your, your table would be pretty <laughs> jam-packed. Yeah. A, a Sunday roast for the social, uh, the social side of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. See where you're going. Last one then, fellas. Um, TMS or the Sky Sports team? TMS. Mm -hmm. Sky Sports team. Mm. Any particular reason for that one, Neil? Uh, any, yeah, I, I think they're all good. Um, I like listening to the yeah. saying. Um, Bumble. Atherton's pretty solid, isn't yeah, it? I, yeah. yeah, I just, um, Atherton's solid. Yeah, I, I think they're all pretty good. And I I think they made the right decision getting rid of both of them and um, Gower as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see the logic on that one. Fellas, so, thanks very much for those, for, for taking the time to speak to us tonight. We really appreciate it. And, and it is an interesting tale with, with Winchmore Hill. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll be following your progress uh, in, in 2020. Best of luck with the captaincy there, Sasha. Thanks so much. Dude. And um, we'll, 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 we'll check back in with you guys to see how you're getting on sometime in the coming season. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. Thanks Sounds good. for your time, guys. Cheers, fellas. Thanks Cheers. Thanks a lot. So we... Podcast Network.